Hello, welcome to Tomorrow's Principle. We're really excited that you've taken some time with us today. I'm Gene Pinkard. I'm the Director of Practice with the Aspen Education and Society Program. Tomorrow's Principle is a conversation about what it's going to take to make the principal role both doable and durable, given all that's expected of schools, all that's expected of school leaders, what can we do to make it a role that maximizes its impact and also is sustainable for the people who sit in that seat? I'm excited to be joined today by my colleague, Mary Rice Booth from the Leadership Academy. And Mary, I'd love to hear from you why you think this conversation is important, and I guess actually what brings you into a career where you're supporting school leaders and principals across the nation? For me, this work is personal. And so I always tell the story starting off with my mom and the fact that she went to school in the 50s in Arkansas and how the focus of her education was about how to be a good domestic worker. So she learned how to sew, she learned how to cook, she learned how to clean. And then for me, when I went to school in Wisconsin in the 80s and 90s, the focus was, again, just for me just to finish high school. And when I told my guidance counselor, this is the list of schools that I wanted to attend, um, he asked me what my backup school was because he didn't believe that I had the, the skills necessary to go to uh. the schools I wanted to go to. Fast forward to, you know, the 2000s and my family moves from New York to Texas and my fifth grade daughter is sitting in the principal's office and the principal tells her, well, the state standards in Texas is higher than is in New York, so don't expect to pass the school year. So for me, the work is, it doesn't matter the decade, it doesn't matter the state. The focus is the fact that, you know, we're all female, we're all Black, and we're all African-American. Mm-hmm. And so this work means that there needs to be high expectations for all students and that our assets are the fact that we are Black, that we're female, and that we're African-American. That's why I do it is because it's personal. I love that story and the way that you, you close it, where we recognize that what other people see as a deficit is actually our asset. My experience is, is a little bit different in that I am an African-American man, and it's similar in I have stories that where I remember being the student who met the teacher with low expectations. But fortunately, like you, I had a family that had high expectations, and I had educators who had high expectations. My more recent experience has been as a teacher, then a principal, a principal supervisor, And it's just been so crystal clear to me how the leader in the building can set the tone. They don't have to be the content expert, but they're the ones that kids look to when they say, well, the principal said we can do it. And then the kids believe that they can do it. And so I was humbled by that reality when I was a principal. And I always felt that as an educator and as an education leader, it's my job to support and protect and encourage principals and to create space where they can do that work. And so that's what I'm fortunate to work on now. And the research is super clear that principles make a huge difference. Mary, I'm interested in, you know, your pathway professionally. What's come up for you as you've been a teacher, an educator, a leader? What have you learned about the role of the principal? 
I think, again, the role of the principal plays so many different parts and so many different hats, right? So when I was in the classroom as a teacher, you had that opportunity to be the lead instructional leader and that you were really focused in on the students that were in front of you. But as a principal, you have a, a larger level of responsibility in setting the full school culture. And then you also are ensuring that all the adults in the building have as much level of expectation and belief that your students can be successful as you do. And then you also have to connect with your community, right? So always the importance that you need to break down those physical walls of the school building and and how are you connecting with the community and the families that are a huge part um, of our student success. And so we are juggling all of those things at the same time. And when we think about the past 18 months and what does it mean to be a principal in the past 18 months has only been heightened on that connection between academic, social, emotional, and community. A thousand percent. And it's crazy because as all of this is unfolding, we see principals delivering meals, working out, you know, one to one ratios, and we haven't really taken anything off of their plates. And so now we're trying to go back to quote unquote normal, still create that heightened sense of engagement, still pay attention to distancing protocols, and all of this in the midst of a national conversation about the role of race in our society about how are we going to have conversations about race, ethnicity, racism in our schools, and principals are supposed to navigate all of this. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you're saying. And I think what has been the beauty that I have seen is that so many principals that have risen to that occasion, right, and have seen and have grasped onto the importance of ensuring that our students are whole and they have made those connections between everything that they're responsible for. We have the opportunity together to really highlight some of those practices that we have seen our principals do across the country and ensure that what they're doing is not just one school, one community, but we can see that in every school and every community. Right. It's so true what you said about principals rising to the occasion. What we see in education is that principals often lead the way, not just in their own school community, but for a system, right? Like principals are at that point of intersection between what's happening in classrooms, what the system thinks is supposed to be happening across a district. And the principals are the ones who try to make it make sense in that local setting for this community, for this group of students. One of the things that I hope we can get into is examples of where principals are doing that, but also how do systems create an atmosphere in which principals don't have to rise to the occasion in spite of the school system or in spite of the surrounding circumstances, where we're actually creating the situation that encourages them to do that, where we've given them the preparation. We used to joke, some of my principal colleagues and me, we'd walk into these situations and we'd say, nobody taught us this in principal school. That happens over, like, you know, these days, especially in 2020 and still, which seems like it hasn't ended, although it's 2021, there's consistently this barrage of just a litany of things that no one's ever confronted before, but the principals are supposed to have the answers. And as having the power to do so, right? So I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the, the principal really as a as that middle manager, how are you wrapping our arms around them, right? So just so that they can actually do that work so that their students and teachers feel like they're supported, but also that they're feeling support at the same level from their districts and from their um, CMOs that they're working with as well. Yeah. I think that support has to take into account, I mean, what the research tells us when we're talking about kids, but this is actually a human reality. That support 
has to be that folks feel a sense of agency, they feel a sense of belonging, they feel a healthy sense of identity. And in school systems, that means that we have to have conversations about identity, not just for the students, but for the principals themselves, for leaders themselves. There's an adult social-emotional development component here that means if I'm going to be a leader that's going to have a community conversation about something as complex as race in America, then I have to have the personal reflective skills. I have to have the professional repertoire to be able to have a nuanced conversation with my faculty, with my parents, with my students. And that's, a, I think, an essential notion of this you know, who principals need to be today and going forward. How do principals close what used to be called the achievement gap? We now recognize as an opportunity gap, but how are you going to have a conversation about the infrastructures that reinforce that opportunity gap? That's what it means to be a racial equity leader. And we've got to give people both the equipment and the latitude to do that. That's so true, Jinx. I mean, I think I always talk about the fact that, you know, when I grew up, we had conversations about race at dinner room table. So that was a natural conversation that I had. But not everybody's dining room table looked like mine, right? And so how do right. we kind of change that space and give people the space to practice something that they have to learn new? I think, again, that goes back to how our districts are supporting our principals. They need the practice to be able to engage in conversation I don't say difficult or courageous conversation. I just say they're just unpracticed, right? It's like as long as you keep practicing them over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. Then they'll become more natural. But, you know, a lot of us don't have the same eyes and viewpoint that others do. So how are we giving principals that viewpoint that they didn't have growing up and they definitely didn't get in principal school? That's a great point as well as on having the eyes and the viewpoints. Even for those of us who had those conversations at the dinner table, we then walk into schools that don't look like our dinner tables. And so you're having these conversations across difference. And there's, you know, this isn't just about the black or brown principal in front of black and brown children. This is about yep. principals who come from different communities than the ones which they serve. And it's so challenging yet essential for the principal to integrate into the community in a way that they're seen as a member as a respondent to the community, not just the leader, not just the authority figure, uh, in order to engender that trust, to create that sense of belonging for everybody, that sense of camaraderie, of shared purpose that helps folks have difficult conversations. And it's not just about having a conversation about race per se, it's about in order to achieve, we have to recognize the identity and the character of everybody in the community. In order to achieve, we have to have rigorous, reflective engagement across the faculty with the students. There's a lot that systems can do to help make it possible for principals to do that work. And we shouldn't lose sight either of what preparation programs do. I feel like the Leadership mm. Academy is a great example of, of a preparation program that's helping principals walk into the role or grow in the role with a lens that's more complex than just focus on instruction. That's important, but there's more to it. And I want to kind of also double down on that idea that this is not just about 
diversifying your principal pool. That's one aspect of that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But it also, the work needs to be for, it's for every student, right? This is also not just for black and brown students as well. I love the image of like students need mirrors, right? So they need to be able to mm-hmm. see themselves in it, but right, they also need windows. Um, yeah. And then they also need the sliding doors, right? So sliding doors, just the idea of being able to see the complexity of what our world looks like, right? And be able to then see how our world is changing. All of those pieces our student needs, but then also those are the things that our our leaders need as well and need to have those skills to be able to, for themselves, to be able to see themselves and then to be able to understand the perspectives of others and then be able to see how the world is changing around them at the same time. That's what our work is, right? As a as leadership academy is really is to think about what does that mean on a day-to-day basis for a leader, right? To really hold up those three images all at the same time. I love that. And it, it relates to a lot of what we do at the Aspen Institute in working with system leaders. We ask them to think about what would it mean for a system to have a coherent investment in social, emotional, and academic development and equity. And whenever we ask that question, it comes back in one way, shape, or form, or another to the role of the principal. Because when the system decides to do something, inevitably, it winds up at the principal's leadership institute over the summer or a memo on the principal's desk. And Mm -hmm. if it's not coherent, if there are four different offices sending six different initiatives to schools, the best that you're going to get is a principal who figures out how to cobble it together in some way, shape, or form. But that's not a doable and durable version of school leadership. And that's not maximizing the opportunity that we know exists from the research. And frankly, you know it, I know it, our listeners know it. If you've been in a school, the principal matters. Mm -hmm. And so if we know that to be true and the research confirms it, then how are we creating space for the principals to do what matters, to create a climate where students feel a sense of belonging, to have the conversations the community needs to have, to address racial disparities and invite the community as partners in addressing it with us. It's hard work, but the good news is there's a a level of focus that that gives us. It means principals shouldn't be doing everything. There's probably a lot of stuff that we should just take off of their plate. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I think, uh, again, that's uh, something I'm looking forward to is not just hearing from the principal and kind of understanding their story and how they've been able to to navigate the landmines of the past few years, but also like, what are system leaders, how are they thinking differently in supporting mm-hmm. the principal on a day-to-day basis? Because again, I think we've, we've learned a lot since our school's doors have opened, but we've also have learned a lot in the past two years. And so what are district leaders actually doing differently um, as a result of that to really center the needs of the principal? I'm still chuckling when you said a second ago, to focus. That would be great. <laughs> it's It seems so simple, but it's like so far from the lived reality of so many school leaders. One of the best things a principal can do is filter out all the noise so they themselves and their, their school communities can focus on the work that matters the most. That's what transformational school districts need to do, right? I agree. Right? Like, how do you actually center your leaders? So, Mary, that, that comment Reminds me of how excited you and I both are about the conversations we're going to be having in the podcast and some of the folks we're going to be talking to. What are you most looking forward to in the upcoming conversations about tomorrow's principal? 
I think one episode that I'm really excited about is to hear the conversation between Nancy Gutierrez, who is the CEO of the Leadership Academy, and Chancellor Misha Porter, who is leading the New York City Public Schools, to have those two amazing dynamic women in conversation about what does it mean to be a leader in this day and time, and then again, being able to lift up their intersectional identities and that impact in their leadership, I'm really excited about. How about you, Gene? Yeah, well, plus a thousand on that. I feel like both of them, by virtue of their excellence and the work that they're leading, are right at the nexus of this question. And they both have that background as having been principals now thinking about it at scale. So that's incredibly exciting. I'm actually not trying to score points. I'm looking forward to being in another conversation with you, because we're going to be joined by Maurice Sweeney, who has served as the chief equity officer in Chicago public schools. So it's a big system. Let's be clear. It may not be New York, but Chicago is huge. And Maurice has an incredible vision for what systemic equity investment looks like and has a really clear sense, particularly in Chicago, where the role of the principal is, I think, unique from many other large systems. And so thinking about how you look at it in a citywide scale, yes, how you look at the role of the principal on a citywide scale with an equity lens, both for the system and the role individually, Maurice has a lot to offer. And I know it's some of the work that you're leading at Leadership Academy. The other thing that I think is, is exciting based on what you and I have been talking about already is we have a couple of conversations with preparation programs like the Relay Graduate School of Education. I'm excited about that for a number of reasons. What does it mean to you to look at other organizations that are doing principal preparation? Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty of being able to hear from other organizations is that we all have the same North Star. It's a matter of like how we may get there Mm -hmm. a little bit differently, but we all have the same. And how can we be in community with each other? There's no competition here, right? There is about how do we best serve our students on a day-to-day basis. So I'm excited about learning. I'm always excited about learning more and how to perfect my personal craft as well as how we perfect our work as an organization. And then again, how are we all servicing the students that we we love. Agreed. I'm with you on that. So I think what excites me again about this opportunity is number one, I am a product of the Leadership Academy. I had the privilege of going through the program in its early days and learning about what does it mean to be a principal in the largest school system in the United States through the, the Leadership Academy's work. And then even though we have expanded and gone beyond the role of the principal, we always come back to that that role and the importance of the principal and how they have to take on not not only supporting the students and the teachers that they work with every day, but also working with the larger system and community as a whole. For us, it's always has been about the principal and will always be about the principal. That's really cool. I mean, as you say, the organization comes back to the role of the principal. It's it's particularly cool that you can come back both as a learner in the program, a leader in a school, and, and bring that perspective to the folks that you're supporting now. Mm-hmm. On our end, you know, when we talk about the research around how much the principle matters. To take that a level deeper, the principle matters particularly when they're paying attention to the instructional culture and the climate in the building. And so that's one of the things that, you know, when we talk about focus and how systems can support principles or how principles as individuals allocate their time and energy, it's just so essential that they're bringing it back to instructional practice, 
creating a climate where students can thrive. And in that is their attention to social, emotional, and academic development, to the identity and equity and equitable experiences that we want to create for kids. So the research is pointing us in pretty clear directions around what's important for principals. And unfortunately, the world around principals doesn't always echo that. So the question for us and something we'll be talking about in this series is how can systems help principals create that focus and how can principals themselves pay attention to the things that are most important? Mary, you and I could talk on and on and on. We're both really excited about this. I'm excited just to talk to you. Hopefully, our listeners are excited too. So if you are as excited as Mary is and as I am, please follow Tomorrow's Principle on your podcast app. And if you're able, don't forget to leave a rating and a review so that more people can find it. If you'd like to find out more about Tomorrow's Principle and the Aspen Institute, please go to aspeninstitute.org slash education. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tomorrow's Principle. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on your podcast app so that more people like you can easily find this podcast. We'd also love it if you shared it with a colleague who would find value in this episode. To learn more about Tomorrow's Principle and the Aspen Institute, head to aspeninstitute.org slash education.